0: I actually knew that there had to be a change at that point. I was at a broken state, and I actually enrolled into a rehabilitation program where I learned some problem solving techniques to help me overcome that adversity that I was uh, having at that particular moment in my life. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds.
1: Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold hello my name isn't Ellie Dodds Ellie's actually not very well and has gone off on a singing course even though she can't really sing because she's coughing too much so I offered to do the intro for her uh, so today I'm interviewing Chaz Jackson author of live learn and lead powerfully Chaz approached us to come on the show given the obvious connection between our philosophies Chaz is a husband, father, teacher, and motivator. He believes everyone has God-given gifts and talents with the potential to elevate themselves and others around them. He's the author of the book Live, Learn, and Lead Powerfully, which is designed to help teenagers and young adults connect with their inner abilities and become the best version of themselves they can possibly be. Back to the studio! Today, I'm interviewing Chaz Jackson of Live, Learn, and Lead Powerfully. So, welcome, Chaz. Great to have you with me.
0: Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me on your show. This is a great honor.
1: Lovely. And we're going to be talking a bit later about your book of the same name. But I'll just say now, as I've said before on this show, I do love a bit of alliteration. So live, learn and lead sounds great to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It was when we I actually came up with that title, it was just very catchy to me and I just felt like it kind of rolled it off the tongue fairly easy. So
1: Yes. And of course it's got power in there as well. So power to live more, powerfully, you know, we've 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 got that connection already. <laughs>
0: Most definitely, most definitely.
1: So, tell us a bit about who you are, what you do, and crucially, where you do it.
0: Well, for me, one of the things that I am very passionate about is is trying to change the world the best way that I can. <laughs> and when I say that, Joe, I'm not necessarily talking about civilization or groups in general. I'm talking about the, the individual world, the individual world that God puts me uh, in place or on a platform to empower you know, the individuals' feelings, beliefs and opinions about themselves because in order for us to live learn, and lead powerfully, we have to have the right identity and the right clarity about who we are and what we can do and manifest love by God, in my opinion. And for me, that starts at home. Families are very, very high value for me. I have a beautiful, beautiful wife and two loving daughters. And just embarking there first and, and branching out to whatever avenues God leads me to and and for me growing up in a minority poverty background there was a lot of things in my life that obviously my parents did the best that they knew how I love them to death but as far as being a fruitful uh, servant and being able to lead and make my dreams a reality there were some things that kind of pushed me one step forward and two steps back along my journey and at this point, my team leadership guide, I was very passionate about making a book for our teams that if they want to be successful, if they are striving to make their visions and goals a reality, they will have a tool to be able to help them get to that journey or that avenue that they're striving for. And that was something that wasn't available for me in which it caused me to Kind of make some mistakes along the way and which we all kind of do that in general but i'm very passionate about lifting people up helping people and just letting them know that greatness is within them because greatness made them
1: mm. lovely so just um clarify where you are and where you work when you're working and then we'll dig more deeply into this story
0: well, as we speak, I am in Fletcher, North Carolina, in the USA. Mm-hmm. I actually work in different settings as far as being a speaker and an author. I, work, I have worked in colleges, work with high schools, I work with community centers, work in churches as well. So God mm-hmm. has blessed me with a lot of avenues on that end. I'm also certified in physical therapy. I practice uh, in orthopedics. So I get the, the opportunity to be able to share in actually different avenues of ages in that setting. And I've been sounds doing like, that for many years now.
1: Sounds like mind and body. <laughs> Great combination. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's very important, it's very important. We we need both yeah. of those avenues to be able to live, learn and lead powerfully.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So so let's talk a, a bit more um, about why you're doing what you do because, you know, some, or well, many people, you know, have challenging, um, sort of childhoods or, you know, teenage, teenagerdoms or whatever we call it. Um, but they, they, they don't then come out and, and write a book and, and, and go and work with young people to, to make that different for them. Tell us more about why you do that and, and you know, what your own experiences, experiences have been that help you to help those young people now.
0: Yes, I would love to. My life change may the 25th 2012 joe and i like to call it a moment of impact i remember waking up to a car horn and i was inches away from a head-on collision of another vehicle i turned my wheel to the right obviously i was driving at this time and again missing this car i ran into a wooden gate And it was a wooden gate of a church. At this point of this scenario, I was intoxicated and I was arrested on site. And at this particular moment after this situation or this circumstance, I was in a very, very dark place. I was on the verge of losing my fiance, losing my home. I lost my car. I was about to lose my job because of this act and me having to suffer the consequences and a lot of this stirred from all those bad years of building up, you know, low self-esteem, low value, and low self-worth about myself. It even got to a point that my, the lawyer that was defending me was giving my fiance advice that she should just leave me alone because I would end up spending the rest of my life in jail uh, or in and out of jail, let me speak. But I actually knew that there had to be a change at that point. I was at a broken state and I actually enrolled into a rehabilitation program where I learned some problem solving techniques to help me overcome that adversity that I was uh, having at that particular moment in my life. And I also became a follower of Christ uh, at this moment. And it seems like after that particular turmoil in that rehabilitation clinic, definitely easier said and done than what I'm, kind of sharing right now because there's some bumps and bruises uh, definitely along the way. And there still is to this day, but it seemed like after that 42 day program, it was like I went in a caterpillar and came out a butterfly, if that makes sense. Cause I spent a long uh, list of my life or a long time of my life, not necessarily sharing my feelings, beliefs, and opinions about things that was really holding strongholds on my heart to keeping me from, you know, being the strongest version that I could possibly be. And it seems like things is just being Calipoic and which again, I kind of mentioned, God's blessing with a family and and this platform to be able to share about what type of strongholds he's helped me overcome and, and a lot of the fears and the guilt and the shames that I had in my past that I'm finally broke free from that stuff. So I'm just truly, truly passionate about letting people know that, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. If I wrote a book, you can write a book because there was a one point in my life where, you know, I was just so broken and didn't know which way I was going to come. But I put the right people in front of me to help me become the Chaz that I am right now. So I'm just so passionate about this sharing and reaching back and trying to pull someone else forward you know if if they're willing to be pulled forward because you can't necessarily change anyone on your own it has to be a two-way deal so
1: yeah yeah wow that's that's such a, a, a powerful story were you were you a, a sort of a natural teacher before this happened or is it that you've you've had people help you and that sort of motivated you and inspired you to help other people because again not as i said at the beginning not not everyone would go through what you've gone through, but then, you know, and and come out the other side, but also turn that into, as you say, trying to pull people through with you.
0: Well for me, even going back further than that two thousand twelve date, I was around twenty five. I go back to when I was around five or six years old. I was considered a daredevil at this time as a kid. I mean, I was the kid that loved these kind of trees. I mean I would give my mother heart attacks all the time. So I'm mean, always trying to do these <laughs> crazy things. My little Zuri, she kind of shows, I mean, she hasn't climbed any trees yet, obviously, but she's just kind of all over the place, kind of like I was as a kid and just very yeah. loving, enjoying, and just fearless, you know? So I definitely got to watch out for her. But long story short, <clears throat> this is another moment of impact for me at this age, around five, six years old. I was, I I I of. Uh, sustained a very severe head injury where I was I landed on my face and groveling glass and I actually had my head split open and had glass into my left eye now another tragic event as far as you know having to have surgery having to you know get my head stitched and my eye the glass that was in my eye it was actually to the point that they was going to have to remove that left eye. Growing up, for me, we was on government assistance. So it was at the point to where my mother didn't have the necessary funds to pay for that surgery. And to this day, I think her so much because she fought for me. And at this point, my parents, my mother and father, was not together. They, they had two separate households. But, and I didn't know my father at this time, but by the grace of God for him, he had private insurance and he was able to come uh, into the whole situation and they was able to get somebody in to kind of save that eye. But why I say that story is because going back to school, I experienced a lot of bullying, being being picked on, kind of dealing with that red flag behavior as far as that was some a point in my life where a lot of the things that I mentioned earlier of me building low self-esteem, low self-worth, uh, low value about myself started. So I guess that's your question. I didn't necessarily start out a natural teacher because for me, I was really a closed off guy for a long time. You know, I never really shared my feelings. And in the culture that I grew up in, a lot of you know the older people that was around me, what I always try to bound on, uh, on me in general, or, you know, just men in general, like you didn't really talk about your feelings. You know, you keep that stuff balled up. You know, if you talk about your feelings, that was a sign of weakness. You know, you, mm-hmm. you you're giving someone the upper hand on you. So having that low self-worth anyways, from being bullying and and fighting and having bad behavior, even starting out at a year, early age, uh, I never really, learned how to really overcome some of those feelings that I had within me because, again, me growing up in an environment where it never really promotes you, you know, sharing and and trying to overcome circumstances and obstacles and walls, just keeping you from being fruitful or having a fruitful spirit that I like to say, that, that, was, that was really turned off. So as I got older, again, God put people in my path along the way and I share a lot of this in my book of you know passionate people that came around me even when you know I had low self-esteem or low hope in my heart they kind of helped catapult me to different levels in my life I began to kind of build in being a natural teacher that makes sense as I Mm -hmm. start overcoming some of the strongholds that was holding me back as an individual Mm, mm. it was just like it was like a light bulb went off in my head like hey somebody else needs to know about this you know I didn't know this you know back in (laughs) elementary school or high school or whatever the case may be so and again and I you know me looking back on my journey now I definitely wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be the man I am today to be able to share and be able to help kids who are Dealing with similar things whenever I go on talks so or talking about bullying and team leaderships in school, you know I'm able to kind of relate to them on that end and be like, hey, you can overcome this. Let's let's uh, fix you uh, in general because one of my favorite quotes is African proverb. It says, if there's no enemy within, then the enemy outside you can do you no harm. So, and that's really deep to me uh, because a lot of me, again, going back to dealing with some of those things in my youth, there was an enemy within me that wasn't being fixed. So that's something that I just like to tackle first. And and I feel like if we can tackle that enemy within, then we can accomplish anything that we set our mind to. Mm -hmm.
1: So tell us more about the book so you know live learn and lead powerfully all of those words really speak to me partly because of my my business and and also because of what i do sort of separate to this in the corporate world around sort of leadership and and you know the learning piece for me is really key as well um tell me what that means to you why the book's called that and and what you what you are sort of delivering with the book to, to to your readers
0: live learn lead powerfully guys I'm so passionate about this book I truly believe that it is strategically designed to align anyone's mind towards greatness um, and I say anyone on the sense of even this a wise man told me when I was reading this book he said if you market to everybody you market to nobody so <laughs> I, I say it can align anyone's mind towards greatness I I actually encourage parents teachers coaches to actually read this book before they even give it to their team but it's it's designed for an individual and and for me in general you know i take this daily challenge as well to be a passionate visionary who is determined to leave a legacy for themselves by adopting unwavering life values and serving others in an area of gifting led by God. So that that whole paragraph that I just said, that is the focal point of that book. And we can talk hours about that paragraph, but I truly believe that, you know, if an individual is seeking to grow themselves uh, spiritually and mentally, if they are on a path of wanting to make divisions that they have in their mind, Whatever the case may be, if, you know, if they're in sports and they're, and they're trying to make it to college or to the next level or if they're an individual that's wanting to start their own business or if it's an individual that's wanting to branch out and just be a better, better them, taking the daily challenge of being a, a stronger version of themselves, they will be able to take something from Live, Learn, Lead Powerfully to help them get to the next level. I like to use the analogy of climbing Mount Everest, you know, it's a, it's a very, very, very long way up as we all know, but I feel like live, learn, lead powerfully. is not necessarily going to get you all the way to the top of the mountain Everest, but it's definitely going to help you get to the next level to a point to where you can build the relationships in general to meet someone else to take you up up the rest of the way. That makes
1: Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. So Tell us more about how you work with your audience. You said obviously you you have your um I guess what you'd call your your day job um uh with your physical <laughs> helping yeah, a few, um, yeah. but you you know you talk at schools and you you work with with young people. How how do you do that? And and also how do you balance the two, or how do you make sure you've got time for both?
0: And that's the thing. One of the things that I've learned is whenever you give your time to something whenever you, you give your time to something, you're taking your time away from something else if that makes sense. So yeah. me getting into schools and, and being able to work with the young people is definitely challenging at this season of my life, you know, uh, trying to balance it with family. And like you said, I do have a, a day job working in physical therapy, which is something I'm very, very passionate about as well. So as far as me getting out and speaking and and going and engaging with the students is definitely not something that's full-time obviously on my plate. So, so the whole dynamics around that is this, it, I have to be very, very unique with it. A lot of the things that I have done in the past, you know, has been like early in early mornings and I, and I kind of balance my schedule where at work, you know, I might start later in the afternoons and, and have late nights in order for me to go and speak in the morning. Uh, at schools because that tends to work better uh, for you know whatever school organization that I'm going to so because I have I'm going to speak into in front of a high school I'm actually going back home uh, to East Rutherford High School on August the 28th and uh, Is that's going to be, yeah that's my old yeah. high school yes oh, like your wow. class students and and I'm just so that's, that's going to be so exciting to me uh, they're actually going to give me the whole gymnasium and I'll be in the middle and I'm going to have the whole student body and teachers there. And I'm I'm just, I'm definitely so excited about that. But just using that as an example, that schedule for that morning and in a way my schedule for my work is kind of balanced to where, you know, I'll try to do that in the afternoon. So it's definitely unique. I I definitely see a vision of me as much as I do love physical therapy. I think God's calling me to do my speaking and and authorship full time eventually in the future, and be able to travel all the way uh, over the United States and internationally, uh, internationally. I'm sorry. So that, that's a that's definitely a vision that I do have. Uh, I think that's kind of my end game as far as being mm-hmm. where I need to be. But yeah. and again, that could change. But <clears throat> but hopefully that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So so how do you fit it all in? What what sort of practical tips have you got for being able to to do so many things as you say you've got two really small children you've got a, a day job and you're doing uh you know something that's that's so much about your passion and I guess you know you're in demand on that
0: well that's a start first person that pops in my my mind is my wife <laughs> uh, <laughs> She she she's uh, Outside of, you know, digital apps and tools that I've used, she's a big, big part of me balancing and, and, and coming together with a strategic plan because she's actually my planner. She's my planner lady. You know, I, before I take on anything, a lot of times, uh, you know, I, I can go to her. I'm like, Hey, baby, what, what do we have playing with the family? What, what, what do we got to do yeah. with this? can I, I skip with this? So, yeah. so she's, she, she's a big, she's a big piece. So, you definitely got to get an Amy in or <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> somebody. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if that definitely resonates with you, but it definitely works for me to kind of have her on my path and, and then yeah. get her input on a lot of things. But mm-hmm. again, just really for me, I have to be willing to get up early too. Because again, I have two younger babies that expected my attention, expected me to, to be engaged. So, a lot of times when they're awake, it's very challenging to to send those emails or build that email list or or to really reach out and try to you know get booked for speaking gigs or doing continuing education with physical therapy in general so I definitely have to start early morning um, as much as possible and some days that's better than other days because here recently my Mila she wants to get in she's well, not recently. She's been doing this for a, a while. I mean, she's 11 months now, but she loves to get in my bed and she loves to wake me up three and four times <laughs> at night. You <laughs> then I, I want only try to get up at four thirty or five o'clock in the morning, uh, Eastern Standard Time. So <laughs> sometimes it can yeah. get really challenging. But I think it comes back to a strong why as well. There's something that wakes me up in the morning that says, hey. I want to help change lives. God's put me here for a reason and um, I just love helping people. So yeah, early mornings yeah. is definitely important for me. i uh, just trying to get up and get as much as done as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously uh, what you want to say something. Sorry.
1: I was just going to say, and what about sort of practical sort of um, tools, apps, um, things that you use to, to help you as well?
0: Well, for me, um, Calendarly, I definitely use that for scheduling at times. Yeah, uh, trying to get get people on board of meeting, whether it's setting up uh, shows uh, as far as on podcasts or some of my speaking events to kind of keep me on cue. Outside of my wife, she's usually I'm sure she's a little higher than Calendarly for me, but that works. (laughs) That's 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 an awesome tool. I like to use. Let's see, I like to use Mailchimp. Uh, for my CRM right now, it's pretty mm-hmm. uh, friendly use as far as you know, getting that consumer relationship management going. Whenever I do meet some good people, I actually have to go key in some some individuals. Uh, hopefully today, it's um, to actually July fourth in the US. <laughs> but, of
1: course, um, yes, I that. congratulations on no. that. What would you say on July fourth? I don't know what
0: you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess before we go watch fireworks, I'll try to enter in because I actually just had a book signing this past Monday. Well, oh, I'm sorry, Sunday. Um, and then which I went, and went phenomenally. So I was able to share my book with some awesome, awesome people that I didn't know. And uh, yeah. so, you know, uh, MailChimp, that's definitely a good tool to help me kind of enter people, try to stay engaged with them, send out send out key information that I want my audience to know about whether yeah. or schools or anything of that nature to kind of keep me in the loop of what I'm doing and my eagerness to get back to the school to speak to the students. Uh, for me, I have a blog on my website and <clears throat> and that's always challenging to try to you know obviously having a lot on my plate I try to stay consistent with uh, adding some things on there. But before I even posted it, I used Grammarly to kind of run a lot of my material through the, kind of make sure I can stay error-free yeah. as much as possible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I, yeah. Yeah. So Grammarly is definitely an awesome tool for author editing. I actually yeah. use it with my book, Live and Leave, Powerfully, outside of the publishing company and kind of going on their end to kind of edit my book. So that's, yeah. that's definitely an awesome tool to kind of use to uh, – you know, if you're doing blogs or, yeah. you know, you are inspired to write your book to kind of, you know, help check over some of the grammar errors yeah. that you're making. And it's also a really neat, neat tool is you, it actually has a source on there where you can actually test to see if there's any plagiarism. So it can, uh, you know, if there's something similar online, you will need to go back and change it up, obviously, because, <laughs> you know, that's, that's something that's a no-no. Uh, yeah. You know, as far as integrity-wise goes, so that's one of the really big uh, key things I like about Grammarly as well is you're able to do that. So.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely. So, what about um keeping yourself healthy in order to sort of fit everything in, uh, especially given that sort of health is your thing as well I mean you we've said you've got a really busy life you've got young children you've been woken up constantly <laughs> I've got, we're looking we're looking after some animals at the moment well we've got our own animals but we've got two extra ones and uh, they wake me up throughout the night as well and uh, it's like 12 years since I had a newborn baby and uh, you know I but I am feeling <laughs> Like I know what you're talking about at the moment. (laughs) So how do you keep yourself yourself healthy to get all this stuff done?
0: You know, you definitely, you know, definitely trying to watch what I eat on regular basis and I definitely love to eat, (laughs) you know, it always helps. Again, going back to my wife, um, I know hopefully I get some, uh, some uh, cool points from her' I mentioned her a lot there this what she does mm-hmm. listen to it but she it, it's awesome it's awesome to have a partner in your life that's kind of on the same page with you as well you know um it kind of helps the self discipline part which I truly believe self-discipline is the link that connects your dreams to reality so you know yeah. if you have that dream of being fit or or trying to live a better lifestyle you know being able to have Self-discipline is key and which is a, still a big part for me to be self-discipline. But having someone around you that's motivating you and and kind of, you know, is a kindred spirit. They believe in some of the things that you believe as far as being physically fit. It definitely helps. But for me, you know, I've been I trained for so, so long. It's become like a muscle memory for me because uh, I haven't shared that I actually play collegiate football. And right. I started working out at a very early age, around 10 or 11 years old. So it, just, it it somewhat comes natural to me uh, individually to, to try to stay fit uh, outside of, you know, like you said, the busy schedule. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love to run. I use I love to use Run Tracker. That's an app that I use. It helps me kind of track, you know, my time and my distance. Uh, I really find that very helpful for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah and i uh the macro counting i'm not the hugest fan on it i actually did it once once or twice in my life but trying to count calories some people enjoy it some don't but uh, my fitness pal is something that i have used in the past and it's a very user friendly app to where you can kind of keep kind of like your calories Uh, i know my wife she's uh, doing keto right now and uh, she's really Really enjoying that, you know, cutting back on the carbs and, and you know, trying to keep the proteins and fats uh, within your system. Obviously, fats kind of help things digest whenever, you know, you have those necessary carbs within your system. But, but yeah, so just being mindful about what you're eating. Uh, I, I say, I say if it, if it tastes good, <laughs> don't eat a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny you should say that actually. I am um, I just started reading a new book last night and it was a it's a story about a Canadian woman who went to on an exchange to France when she was I think 19 or something. And the first couple of pages she clearly doesn't speak very much French and what what has sort of consumed notice what I did there what's consumed her first like 3 days in France is the food and she's you know saying that her her relationship with food before she went there had always been quite poor in that she'd you know as you say eaten lots of things that tasted really nice but weren't very good for her um but had now come to a culture where um they at at, you know she was eating really weird things that she'd never eaten before including like snails and things but was actually really enjoying it all and to the point where she sort of savored um you know the right word to use the food and sort of enjoyed it for the whole experience which is what they talk about the mediterranean diet don't they that you know it was the whole experience rather than just sort of eating stuff that isn't very good for you but it's interesting because she was saying you know it all tasted really nice and was good for you Whereas she'd only uh, been used yeah. to eating stuff so that tastes really nice for not <laughs> yeah,
0: That's always a plus if you could get stuff that tastes really good and, and it's actually good for you for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. Oh you got me with the snails though. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well she didn't think she, she was going to, to like them.
1: them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think she was going to like them, but she did. Although, I mean, we've had snails. Ellie's always, my daughter's always really liked them, only because they just taste massively of garlic, and she really likes garlic. So, um, you know, it didn't really matter um, what she was eating as long as it had lots of garlic on it. Maybe that's, maybe that's the, the tip. <laughs>
0: So out, uh, so outside of, so outside of actually adding the garlic, garlic. What does it taste like? Is it tastes like it's chicken? It's a bit rubbery. Like yeah, yeah, it
1: also tastes like chicken, don't they? Um, I don't know. It's a bit rubbery. It's a bit like eating, you know, other shellfish and stuff. I, I always think the texture is okay. the bit that you don't really want. It's the the flavour, isn't it? So like oysters taste of sort of I don't know, metally salty sort of flavour, which is the juice, but you don't really want to chew them. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm probably the wrong person to ask <laughs> but yeah no, with garlic I, on, I was
0: very it. interested in that because again i never ate snails and then you mentioned it i was like whoa i, do <laughs> I guess <so.
1: laughs> well i'm off to france next week i'll have to see if i can have some and just to you know revisit <laughs> the experience so uh, so what about um uh continuing to learn and, and improve yourself you've, you've gone through obviously massive change over um the last sort of You know, six or so years. It's 2012, you were saying, wasn't it? So um, you you presumably are continuing to to learn um, and improve yourself. What sort of uh, resources do you use for that?
0: Well, for me, I have to definitely talk about my most favorite book, and that's the Bible. That's something mm-hmm. that I try to start my day with, uh, I try to read something in the Bible, specific yeah. verses that resonate with me, that kind of get uplift me and kind of get me started on my day because I truly believe the first hour of your day. And again, well, my situation is very unique having young ones. But that first hour is the, to me is one of the most important times because it helps create everything for you. So the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning is I say what I'm grateful for you know, I say I'm, I'm grateful for grace, I'm grateful for mercy and understanding and wisdom and and parents. I'm, you know, I'm grateful for humility humility and prosperity. So, you know, I, I have affirmations that I normally say. And then, I, you know, again, I try to get into the word because that's something that keeps me grounded and it keeps me closer to God in my perspective. And I think for me, being around people, uh, being around what I like to call fruitful champions, people that's uh, lighting and a light inside of me. So <clears throat> that's definitely important for me, whether it's in a book or if it's in an individual. So I definitely yeah. love to read good books by Dr. Martin Row. He's an awesome author for me. He's kind of helped me on my journey to kind of get to where I am, the rest of soul. But some of his books definitely helped change my life amongst other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. around people. I don't know if you're a big sports fan or not in the U.S., but have you heard of Michael Jordan?
1: <laughs> I have heard of him. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, for instance, like Michael Jordan, he's a also he's he's considered the greatest basketball player of all time. But even Michael Jordan, he had Phil Jackson. He was his coach, and his coach took him to another level. Or for football, Tom Brady, obviously. He's still playing in the NFL, but he's considered the greatest quarterback of all time, even right now. But he has Bill Belichick, which that's his coach. So I think having the necessary mentors in your life, having people that's pouring into you. You know, Jack Canfield, he's the author of the book Success Principles, and he said success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. So finding the people that has the necessary clues to make your dreams become a reality is definitely important to me. So. I'm constantly looking to meet uh, wonderful and beautiful people like yourself, Joe, uh, Joe, uh, to kind of help me, you know, stay grounded and and stay positive on trying to go after and live, learn and lead powerfully uh, in whatever avenue God's putting me in. So I definitely believe tackling that first hour of your morning is important. It's going to set your day. And again, Mm -hmm. for me, standing in the word and getting around people that's, Promoting my success and and looking for my best benefit. So mm-hmm.
1: So when you're talking to the students about the concepts in your book about living learning and leading powerfully um, What sort of messages are, are you giving them because you talked about just now, you know having these sort of mentors and, and people who who have been successful that you can sort of um, Work to, to, to sort of emulate does that form some of of the work that you do with the children?
0: Yes most definitely most definitely and one of my biggest things with talking with the youth is allowing them to understand that they do have a voice and they and they can do anything that they put their mind to Earl nightingale he he had a speech called the strangest secret and it's powerful to me and it's very simple secret is you become what you think about so that's something that I really try to allow my students to know because a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of kids, they don't really know that they become what they think about. They become what they look at on social media And which I recently discovered an article that did a study on teenagers who use their cell phones at night. And what they found is it caused an increase in anxiety and stress, and it caused an increase in depression it's using your your cell phone at night for our teens that you know being on social media so encouraging them to make you know good choices as much as possible obviously we're not perfect but trying to set themselves up to build morals and values i talk about that in my book of applying values that's connected to whatever goal or dream or vision that you have so values are Mm -hmm. very important and those are you know beliefs and standards that you choose to align your behaviors around so mm-hmm. i really make that important to them like of mm-hmm. values are you setting yourself for you know what are, do you value not taking things to do? do you value lifting people up not uh tearing them down because we are we all are magicians you know you can cast a spell on someone with your word or you can break a spell so Really letting them know, hey, what you say to people really matters, you know, you never really know what someone's going home to or what their home life is, you know, and, you know, you get kids that come to school and they're getting bullied. you know, and they already having struggles at home. So and that is actually raising the, the percentage of suicide. So, you know, allowing kids to really be self-aware because. You know, your reality is based upon your awareness, which is creative, knowledge and inspiration. So I truly believe knowledge, is power. And and for me, you know, when I go into a school, if I'm talking to 100 kids, you know, I'm looking for that one kid that's really engaged, that one kid that's, you know, that's really wanting to make an impact with their life. And again, I wish all 100 would be engaged, obviously. And that's what I'm going for. But for me, you know, I'm I'm trying to find that one kid that's really needing my message at that time, and hopefully that can mm. you know, catapult them to the next level. Mm-hmm.
1: And some of that you you um, talk about um, the issue of bullying and and you know, particularly cyber bullying. How how much do you see uh, of that being an issue, and and what sort of help do you give to to youngsters to, to think about it? i mean clearly some of it is about that whole self-esteem thing that we've we've already talked about and and um and being more robust and 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 therefore sort of rebuffing people trying to bully us but it's not always that easy is it
0: it's really not, and you know, back in the eighties and nineties, you know, a kid could get bullied in school, and then when they go home, you know, they're they're free. You know, they don't have to deal with it until you know the next morning, or or if it's the weekend, the next two days. But now, you know, a kid can get bullied at um, at school and as soon as they leave. You know, every every kid now has a cell phone in school, so they get on their timeline, and they're getting bullied there too. So it's kind of like they're getting a double double dip of the thing and and yeah. it makes more sense to me because it was like when i was getting bullied in school you know i can go home and i can get some relief from it you know it's like man i don't have to see that kid uh, right now you know i can be right here but again if i grew up in this society now you know that stuff could carry over onto the internet so you know i try to tell my kids hey you have to control your timeline in life you know there, there there's a you know, there was a study that was done by Harvard. They, they t- it was a 70 plus year study. And what they found was the number one habit that you take in order to be happy or to have happiness is based on healthy relationships. So for me, I'm trying to get my kids to understand, hey, your relationships matter and what you're focusing on matters. So you have to be laser focused on controlling your timeline, you know, trying to not, you know, be sucked into a lot of the attention or a lot of the things that's trying to grasp your attention, if that makes sense. Because there's always something that is trying to pull you away from yourself, pull you away from your dreams, your goals, your ambitions. There's a lot of things. that's just trying to keep us busy in life and and not necessarily letting us be connected with God and, and ourselves in general and our true happiness. So mm. based off of that study, building those healthy relationships is something I really grasp on is, again, being around people that's lighten the fuel inside of you, not draining you.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So just thinking about you personally again, what about those days when you don't have a good day yourself? How do you deal
0: with that and that's an awesome question that is a really awesome question it's very it's very challenging to deal with it right I mean let's just be authentic about it but for me in the journey that I'm on right now and uh, you become what you think about mentality for me is to realize that failure and fear is my friend it's my friend that that fear and failure not not being afraid of messing you up not being afraid of taking risk because, you know, if you ask any successful person, whether it's home coaching or they're out in out in society uh, doing what they love to do, in order for them to be successful and grow that business or whatever endeavor that's on their heart, they had to they had to take risk. You know, Thomas Edison he had a thousand failed light bulb experiences or or experience. Uh, before he actually created the light bulb. So, a thousand and one exper- uh, experiments can tell was the light bulb. You know, going back to Michael Jordan, he actually said, you know, I have missed 9,000 shots. He said, I've lost 300 games, 26 times. His team had trusted him with the winning shot in the game. And he, he went on to say that he's failed over and over and over again. That's why he has succeeded in life because he's failed. And again, yeah. being being willing to take those risks, that's, that's definitely important for me. And, and when things, again, you know, me having a family. Sometimes, you know, I cannot get online and check my emails or respond to someone at timely fashion because my wife and my kids need me. I, for me, that was something that I had to come okay with. That's that's the season that I'm in. You have to be okay with that and be willing to mm-hmm. fail to be able to reach out to that person, mm-hmm. or you know, you know, if for some reason that business meeting doesn't go the way that you planned it to go, or you know, if if you have a certain goal that you're trying to meet and that time frame came and, and you're short on it, you know, being okay to keep pushing forward and knowing that, Hey, let's go back and look at what we did wrong or what we did right. And let's come up with a better plan to keep moving forward because anything worth having, you have to work for. So that's kind of yeah. the mentality. Yeah. I keep, uh, And that kind of keeps me going forward knowing that, hey, it's, it's something this guy has put on my heart and it's a potent desire for me. I just have to keep keep fighting and keep moving forward regardless of the obstacles that's in my way.
1: Mm. I love the concept you talked about, the, the season of your sort of life as well. It's sort of there are times, as you say, where we've got other challenges or we've got a combination of challenges and, and we can only do one of the phrases actually when i used to do social media marketing training i used to say you know we can only do what we can only do you know there's always so many things that we want to do but we can still only do the things that we get the chance to do it's just about being clear as to what those most important things are but as you say in relation to where we are in our life so as you say when you've got young children it's a different availability for, for those priorities than maybe when they're a bit older or before you have children or whatever. And it's about acknowledging those different stages of life and, and what's possible and not doing those, isn't
0: it? Yeah. And, and you hit it right on the money. Um, for me, going back to when I was talking about having value by using morals for your life. So, you know, my family is right under God. So anything, anything, that they need me for or if, you know, as far as me wrapping my endeavors or planning or doing anything outside of my household, I, my goal is to always try to make sure that, that my family is taken care of first, you know. Um, there's been many times where, you know, I, I was trying to make some phone calls to, to get into a school or to try to reintroduce myself to a school and then You know my ziri comes into me and she says daddy daddy let's go up and play let's play and let's play and you know you got you got these couple calls that you really really want to get in (laughs) but you know i try to remember hey my family is a huge value for me and you know Ziri's not going to be three year or three years old forever you know she's going to grow up and and i try to i try to recalibrate my mind and thinking about things like that like what's what's really important to me was what do I hold more valuable than anything in the world and, and me being a good father that's a huge value for me so again that's mm-hmm. easier said and done but I, I try to I try to make sure that the higher value things in life is taken care of first before yeah. you know, yeah. I try to branch out and do anything else
1: yes yeah and that leads me nicely on to the last question which is uh, on those days where you've had the chance to live more, which is where I talk about getting to do more of the things you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do, what does that day look like to you?
0: That's a really, really good question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So for, in order for me to live more, I feel like regardless of how my day went, whether it was good or bad, For me, it's just being grateful. It's being grateful for where I am, being grateful for where I've come from and where I'm going. I truly believe there's 86,400 seconds in a day. You know, tomorrow or yesterday is a history. Tomorrow is a mystery, you know, and today is my everything. So just staying within the day, realizing how grateful I am, And one of the things that I try to do before I go to sleep is, even if I did have a bad day, I try to imagine it being a good day, if that makes sense. So, if I, you know, if I got into it with, if if something went wrong at work and I didn't really like the outcome of it, I try to go back and revisualize that day one uh, in a good way, if that makes sense. So.
1: Yeah, I love that. that.
0: Yeah, so just trying to. You know, recalibrate my mind and try to go to bed in the best mood possible. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, yeah. And again, I read something.
0: Again...
1: Sorry, Karen. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I read something the other day that so somebody was saying that they, they have good days and better days. You know, they don't have bad days. They're uh, either okay. good days or they're better than good days. <laughs> That's yeah. a similar, similar <laughs> principle, isn't it? If it wasn't so good, let's let's, you know, reframe it so that it feels better than it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. Because your subconscious mind doesn't know any difference, man. So no, you know, no. we we have to we have to, we have to take control of our thoughts as much as possible. And again, yeah. that's easy said and done. But just taking the daily challenge, you know, kind of going back to what I said earlier of yeah. just trying to be the best version of yourself as you can possibly be, and just mm. knowing that you know you did the best that you can, and that you know how. I think mm. that's important. You know, because yeah. sometimes we can get so hard on ourselves that we didn't get everything accomplished that day. But for me, it's just kind of saying, Chaz, man, you did the best you knew how to do. You did the best you could, man. Let's just get up the next day and we'll, we'll try to tackle it as much as possible. But you did the best you knew how to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. It's been really interesting interviewing you today, Chaz. Thank you so much for joining me. Let people know how they can connect up with you and find out more about what you're doing.
0: You can connect with me at at Chaz Jackson Speaks on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. You can connect with me on my website. Shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. It's at ChazJacksonSpeaks.org. And again, thank you so, so much uh, for having me on uh, here, Joe. Um, You've been awesome. And uh, I definitely enjoyed fellowshipping with you.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, Chaz. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power To Live More Calm Membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power To Live More Calm Membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation, and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease, along with materials like templates, checklists and planners to keep you motivated, organised and productive. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm Membership Programme and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm.
0: Use your power to live more.